Shavua Tov, everybody, and welcome to Parashat Itro. A man once wrote a letter to the Lubavitcher Rebbe in roughly these words, I am depressed, I am lonely, I feel that life is meaningless. I try to pray, but the words do not come. I keep mitzvot, but find no peace of mind. I need the Rebbe's help. The Rebbe sent a brilliant reply without using a single word. He simply circled the first word of every sentence and sent the letter back. The word in each case was I. In today's culture of rugged individualism, we tend to emphasize, often rightfully so, the value of the individual as a unique and distinguished moral agent, capable of being self-sufficient and achieving great accolades, building a life of personal success. And of course, this is understandable. After all, we humans evolved to look out primarily for ourselves, to compete with other individuals for scarce resources in difficult circumstances in which me winning meant that you had to lose. But when we view ourselves in this way, life becomes, in the words of Thomas Hobbes, nasty, brutish, and short. Rabbi Sachs, Alava Shalom, discussed the paradox of modern life. He said, The West is more affluent than any previous society has ever been. Our life expectancy is longer, our standards of living higher, and our choices wider than at any time since Homo sapiens first walked on Earth. Yet, Western societies are not measurably happier. The most telling indices of unhappiness, drug and alcohol abuse, depressive illness, stress-related syndromes, eating disorders, and the rest, have risen by between 301,000% in the space of two generations. Why so? In order to answer this question, we need to explore the crescendo of this week's parasha, arguably the most important event in world history. Of course, I'm talking about Matan Torah. So the scene is set. 200 year, 210 years rather, have passed since we were enslaved and we were finally getting a taste of true freedom. We're told to purify ourselves for three days in advance of the momentous event, as we are quite literally about to meet our Maker. On the third day, we were awestruck by the thunder and lightning. We saw a thick cloud descend upon the pinnacle of Harisinai with the booming sound of the shofar bursting in our eardrums so loud that it made us all collectively tremble. Moshe brought us out of the camp to meet with God, and we watched as Harsinai was draped in a cloak of smoke, with the fire of God appearing as a great inferno, while the sound of the shofar grew louder and louder. The most important event in Jewish history happened not to a single prophet, not to a monk alone on a mountaintop, but to a collective we, an entire nation. We shared in each other's collective awe, and we prophesied together. We all know the famous Midrash, when it says in the Torah, Vayihan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahad, and Israel encamped there, opposing the mountain. Rashi says, Ki'ish Ehad Beleb Ehad, like one man with one heart. At Har Sinai, we were united like never before. And all of this ecstasy and spiritual ascension 
happened on the coattails of a seemingly mundane scene, the advice of Yitro to Moshe. And of course, this is advice that's typical of an in-law. Moshe is told that as great as he is, he cannot do it all. Even Moses is not an isolated island of spirituality. Even the greatest prophet of all time cannot survive on his own. Lo tuchal asohu lebadecha. You cannot do it alone. He needs to delegate and he needs to rely on the collective. And it's only once Moshe learns this insight that we are ready and worthy as a unified nation to receive collective revelation. So let's return to the question we posed earlier. Why is America the richest nation in world history? seeing such high rates of mental illness and profound dissatisfaction with life? The answer, I believe, comes from a fundamental misunderstanding by the West of what it means to be human. Yes, being human does mean competing with others for scarce resources, but that is not the last word on the story of our evolutionary origins. Humans evolved also, an incredible capacity to bind together into groups and achieve greater goals through cooperation and collaboration. Goals that would have been inconceivable on the individual scale. In the words of Jonathan Haidt, humans are 90% chimp and 10% bee. The chimp in us is concerned only about himself unable to cooperate with others even when this would be really beneficial for him. But the bee in us is willing to join together with other members of our group to create something so much larger than the self, even if that means sacrificing everything and dying for the sake of the group. A chimp is incapable of doing that. A few centuries ago, with the Enlightenment, Western society convinced itself philosophically that the individual is the basic unit of life and experience. In doing so, the West lost sight of the importance of religion in binding us together and has tried everything to quench the human need for finding meaning and belonging in groups. From, yes, and I'll have the audacity to say this on the eve of Super Bowl Sunday, from football games to rave parties to drug use, all untenable alternatives to the sturdy foundation of meaningful experiences that religion provides. The great French sociologist Emile Durkheim called humans homo duplex, or two-level man. The lower level is the level of the profane, the level of ordinary consciousness and self-interested pursuits. The higher level is the level of the sacred, at which we lose our petty selves and become simply a part of a larger whole. Being human means embracing both levels of who we are. And failure to nourish our higher self means living half a life. Religion is therefore an irreplaceable and fundamental part of human society that uniquely accomplishes what it evolved to do. do allowing humans to join together in believing, belonging, and doing. Religion is the moral exoskeleton 
of the human community, and without it, there is no community to speak of. So to sum it all up, yes, we may be 90% chimp. We may be wired to look out primarily for ourselves, focusing so often on the lower level of our homo duplex nature. But we are also 10% B. We have the fundamental need to belong to something much larger than ourselves. And when we forget that religion cannot be replaced, society begins to fracture and lose its soul. And people are profoundly unhappy with life. So, if we want to avoid that unhappiness, to avoid becoming that isolated I who wrote to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and nourish the most important part of what it means to be a human, achieving an unparalleled level of connection and belonging with God and with man as we did at Har Sinai. We must never forget the words of Yitro to Moshe, Lo tuchal asohu lebadecha. You can't do it alone. Thank you very much and Shavuot Tov.